0: And in our study of Jeremiah, we have come to the point where Jeremiah is filling in all kinds of God by way of Jeremiah. is filling in all kinds of information in the light of the first 25 chapters. And here in chapter 28, well, let's go back, in the light of chapter 26, Persecution is sure to be his lot in, in his journey through time. And in chapter 27, uh, he is used and illustrates a message to the five kings around them that have all come together with Zedekiah, the last king of Israel, and they want to rebel against Nebuchadnezzar And they're all there to form that kind of revolt, that kind of rebellion against Nebuchadnezzar. And they're there. And Jeremiah is used, God illustrates, and has Jeremiah build a yoke around himself, and he goes into the meeting place where all these kings are, and he walks in with the yoke around his neck and reminds them all, that they are going to go and uh, yield to Babylon. Uh, Do not attempt to overthrow Babylon, yield to him. And like under the yoke, each king, put your, including Zedekiah, including Jerusalem, put your neck under the yoke. Now, and having said that, so having all of that going on and keeping in mind, that 136 years ago from this, well, not quite, a little more, uh, well, almost the same, 136 years ago, the Assyrians took the 10 tribes of Israel into captivity. So that's 136 years ago, and uh, does anyone remember? Does anyone uh, remember it? Is there any advantage from history of knowing what happened to 10 of the 12 tribes. Does anyone care, is anyone paying attention? So here's all the false prophets in the days of Jeremiah and they're in the driver's seat uh, saying what they say and doing what they do um, and that's what people do. They think about things, they say things, do things. Now, and keep in mind, the people love it so, and just to remind you and myself, remember over in Jeremiah chapter 5, and in verse 31, which you probably already have memorized almost, uh, chapter 5 and verse 31, I'll leave verse 30, a little context A wonderful, horrible thing is committed in the land. What is that? The prophets prophesy falsely. The priests bear rule in subjection, submission. Bear rule by their means, hand in hand with the prophets. And my people, priests and prophets doing what they do, my people love it to have it so. And what will you do in the end thereof? If the people love it and won't let go of it, uh, then when is it going to get fixed? When does it change? So you can predict the end. The end is going to be uh, what God says it is, because if you are not going to change, and you're going to keep driving down the highway, and you keep driving down that highway, and the bridge is out, and you're going to go 100 miles an hour, and you go around the bend, but there's no bridge, and you go sailing off the edge, It isn't that you didn't. You didn't have to do that. You just didn't want to pay attention. The sign said, "Bridges out, bridges out, bridges out," but you didn't want to pay attention. So, in the light of that, in uh, chapter twenty-seven, chapter twenty-eight, here's. So, in chapter twenty-seven, here's Jeremiah, with his yoke on, and uh, in telling them uh, and uh, the people. Uh, it, it, everything, it, nothing is like it used to be, yet it keeps changing, but no one's paying attention. No one's paying attention to it, you, just, you adjust to the new conditions, the new circum whatever they are, and uh, pretty soon uh, they're normal. Uh, you might have a memory, depending on what you know or remember, uh, but pretty soon that is distant enough that it isn't really relevant. So whatever the price of tomatoes is, that's what we pay. That's what we do. We just uh, condition ourselves, I should say. Now, so here in chapter 28, here's Hananiah. And Hananiah is a false prophet. He's part of the group of prophets. And uh, in, in the process now, just to get the movement, here's Jeremiah with the yoke on Jeremiah, with the yoke, goes before the five kings and Zedekiah, and he lets them know. Jeremiah now moves. the Things change, not much. Same period, same everything. And Jeremiah goes over. He's talking to the kings now. Now he goes over to the temple, the temple area. And as he goes over the temple, he's still got the yoke on. And he goes into the temple area where the priest... Not the prophets over here, they're already prophets uh, uh, with the uh, kings, etc. And and here's the, again, his priests and people and prophets in the temple. So, therefore, when you come to chapter 28, verse 1, and you'll notice in the end of the verse, and uh, Azur the prophet, that's Hananiah, the son of Azur the prophet, which was, in, which was of Gibeon, spake unto me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priest, and of all the people, saying... So here he comes in, and Jeremiah is there, and Jeremiah is there, and, and giving. So Hananiah comes in, and uh, verse 2, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon, now, who's saying that? Hananiah is. Hananiah says, "I'm a prophet." Uh, Jeremiah says, "He speaks for God," and we, we prophets, and Hananiah, we speak for God. And so God said, "God said," and you remember in the earlier chapters, uh, God said, "They're going to say I said, but I never said it." So now, here, having said that, so now, what did Hananiah say? on behalf of God, which is not true. And he said in verse 3, Within two full years will I bring again into this place all the vessels of the house of the Lord that Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon took away from the place and carried them to Babylon. And uh, so in the process, well, I'll read verse 4 too, And I will bring again to this place Jehoiakim, Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, with all the captives of Judah, that went into Babylon. So all the people that went into the first Nebuchadnezzar, 605, all the people that were taken captive in 597, they're all coming back. Everything's coming back, and all of it's coming back. And it'll all be coming back in two years. That's what he said. So now, he says that, and and in the process... Uh, Jeremiah uh, is going to have to help him. And uh, God has Jeremiah uh, tell him uh, that uh, that is not going to be true. And so when you come down to verse 7, Nevertheless, uh, hear thou now, This remember Hananiah says it's going to be. It's going to be. It's just going to be. So be of good courage, and it's going to happen. Nevertheless, thou, verse 7, 28, 7, Nevertheless, hear thou now this word that I speak in thine ears, and in the ears of all the people. And then he tells them the prophets of old have all said what they said, and all the things that have happened that they say are going to happen. And that's how you test the prophet. The thing comes to pass, etc. Now, so now, verse 10, Then Hananiah, now Hananiah, just listening, and and uh, and and Hananiah has been rebuked. Uh, he's saying something that is not true, and uh, Jeremiah has rebuked him indirectly, as it were. And in the process, uh, and they're all people are all standing there. So Hananiah is talking straightway. Here's Jeremiah, and here's Hananiah. They're looking at each other, talking. And here's Jeremiah with all the big yoke, and Hananiah reaches out. And in verse 10, And Hananiah of the prophet took the yoke from off the prophet's Jeremiah's neck and break it into pieces. So he took the yoke off. In front of everybody, uh, he took away that which God had Jeremiah put on in order to illustrate uh, their understanding that they were to be obedient uh, and subservient to the king of Babylon. So now, having said that, and in the process, two years are going to be, and uh, in and uh, in picking up, if I can, uh, so in the, the Jeremiah uh, is now without any yoke, and Hananiah is there, pointing his finger, and the people, I'm sure, are all cheering, uh, yay, yay, because who has better news? Jeremiah has the yoke, and Babylonian captivity, Nebuchadnezzar. And Hananiah says, no, it's all going to be fixed. And it's going to be fixed in two years. Verse 11. And Hananiah spake in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, even so will I break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all nations. That's when he took the yoke off of Jeremiah to illustrate the diff- the, just the opposite. Within, the end of verse 11, within the space of two years, and the prophet Jeremiah went his way. Now, so Jeremiah, what can you say, took the prophet, and Hananiah is getting all the fanfare, and uh, Jeremiah is, off, is, is not the center stage. Hananiah is, and so Jeremiah goes out without the yoke. And in Jeremiah God, verse twelve, and the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the prophet, after Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke from off the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Go and tell Hananiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Thou hast broken the yokes of wood, but thou shalt make but thou shalt make for them yokes of iron. So now what <laughs> so He broke the wood uh, now I'm going to have to put iron on. Let's see you break the iron. You can break the oak. Mm. Let's see if you can break the iron. Well, you can't break the iron. <laughs> That's what God's trying to say. And he's been trying to say it over if you remember it, over to chapter 25 of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 25. He's been saying it all through these years, keeps saying, And in chapter 25, all I want you to do is, the whole section's wonderful, all about Babylon and serving Babylon. And so when you come to verse, chapter 25, verse 11, And the whole land shall be desolation and an astonishment, and these nations, not just just, uh, Jerusalem and Judah, but all the nations that are trying to rebel, these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. So, uh, it's said. And so, when you turn, and you turn that, and then you go over to it. chapter 27. Remember in chapter 27, we looked at that. And in the process, the verse 6, Now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, uh, my servant, and the beast of the field have I given him also to serve him, and all nations shall serve him, and his son and his son's son, son and grandson, Belshazzar, until the very time of the land, until the time of the, of his land come, and then many nations and great kings shall serve themselves of him, of Babylon. In the upper. But in the meantime, make sure you go, verse 8, and it shall come to pass that the nation and kingdom which shall not serve the same Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and that will not put their neck remember the yoke illustration, that will not put their neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon. God said it. and then he had Nebuchadnezzar, then he had Jeremiah show it. He said, Don't, you're going to put your neck under the yoke, and then Jeremiah is going to illustrate put your neck under the yoke. So there's no question. In verse 8 again, 27 verse 8, if I can, and will not uh, pick up the which will not serve the same Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, and that will not put their neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation will I punish, saith the Lord, with the sword and with the famine and with the pestilence, until i have consumed them by my by his hand by nebuchadnezzar nebuchadnezzar will defeat them so when you come to chapter 28 you're going to say it again and hananiah says it's not going to happen jeremiah is now told verse 12 verse 13 he's now told i want you to go talk to that fellow that talked to you face to face and 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 from a human standpoint made you, took the yoke off your neck and threw it down, break it in pieces, and, and, and you had to walk away. I want you to tell that fellow uh, that, that the, the yoke that I have been telling, uh, that you had to be in subservient to the king of Babylon, and if you aren't, you are in trouble. And I want you to know that is a sure thing. I made it, I said it, I made it clear And therefore, verse 14, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron upon the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and that they shall serve him, and I have given him the beast of the field also. And remember, we just read that earlier, chapter 27, verse 6, just said it. Not just kings, the animal life. Nebuchadnezzar, remember, is, is the image of gold, Daniel chapter 2, and he is the soul, he answers to no one. God gave him an awesome power over everything, including the animals, that no other king gets at. He does, over the animals. And that's why God, in his wonderful grace, has Nebuchadnezzar become an animal seven years to teach him. Now, so in the process, in the process, uh, verse 15, Then said the prophet Jeremiah unto Hananiah, the prophet, uh, no, the prophet Hananiah, Hananiah the Lord hath not, uh, 28, 15, Then said the prophet Jeremiah unto Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath not sent thee, But thou makest this people to trust into a lie. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will cast thee from the face of the earth. This year thou shalt die, because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. And, I'm going to make it very clear, he said, so that there's no question, So Hananiah, the prophet, died the same year in the seventh month. Just a few a little bit later, that same year, just a few days. Now, God, what did you do? You let it be clear. You could have just knocked Hananiah down, all over, but you didn't. And you didn't do anything to the other false prophets. You just did it to Hananiah. Well, Hananiah took it, wanted to charge, go forward, and make an issue about stuff. And he did it in a very public way. And, uh, and uh, you can do some things like that sometime, but sometime you can't. And he just uh, made God, who said to Jeremiah, wear the yoke. And Hananiah said, God said not to wear the yoke. And that, you can't do that. Jeremiah was listening to God. Hananiah is not. Now, how are you going to help the people? Well, Hananiah, and they're all cheering him. Now Hananiah walking around, and Jeremiah says, "Listen, you only have a few days, and you're going to die. Why don't you die right now? Just one thought of many. Why don't you die right now? I want all the people that are applauding you to to meet you and greet you in the hallway, in the temple, and the grounds, and in your home. I want them to know you're going to make a big deal." but I want them to know that you who said what you said and did what you did to my servant, Jeremiah, you're going to drop dead. But I want you to hang around a while so that everyone can look at you and say, well, he's still alive, he's still alive, and then he's no more alive. Did everyone hear the message you see? Did you get the message? I told you. He gave you a false message. I judged him, but I wanted you to know I judged him. What he did to Jeremiah was dead wrong. What he said and, and how he did it was wrong. So now, here's today, and here we are looking at And so the surety of Babylon is absolutely settled. But they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to understand it. I just didn't want to do it. Now, Jeremiah, you're hanging in there with the, you're honoring God. The system isn't honoring God, even though it's using God's name. That's the difference between the ten tribes in the north. They quoted Baal and Asheroth and all the idols for their authority. The prophets in the south didn't do that. They quoted God as the authority. But God wasn't the authority, but they were using his name. God said, and God will, and God thus, and that was the, the difference. Now, so here we are looking, and here's Jeremiah, and here's Hananiah, and Hananiah's going to drop a die. And uh, so I'm asking myself, and, and so it, maybe you are. Well, God, they they just didn't, people didn't want to believe. The Gentiles didn't want to believe The kings didn't want to believe, I should say, the Gentiles. Israel didn't want to believe Judah, Jerusalem. They didn't want to believe. They didn't want to believe. They wanted to believe the false prophets and Hananiah's message in two years. In two years. And remember now where that came from. Back over in chapter 27. What were they saying? And remember we did. 27, that's when he comes in. Uh, with the yoke. And what did he, what did Jeremiah say uh, in uh, chapter 20? And what did they say when Jeremiah came in with the yoke? Chapter 27 and verse 16. And I spake to the priest and to all the people saying, thus saith the Lord, hearken not, in O.T., to the words of your prophets that prophesy unto you, saying what? Behold, the vessels of the Lord's house shall now shortly be brought again from Babylon, for they prophesy a lie unto you. And remember the whole section now? The vessels are going to come back. The vessels are going to come back. 605, 597, and the vessels that are still there that they could look at, uh, that remained as we shared them, uh, look at them. The others are all coming back, and they're coming back now, shortly, not long. Now, what did Hananiah? Hananiah adds, takes up that very theme and and thought, and he adds two years to it. He says, in two years it'll be. You know, so having said that, having said that and keeping that in mind, if you would, and, and so the People are caught up in this, and, and understandably, they, they, think of our own world with all that's going on everywhere in all kinds of different ways. And it's very volatile, very in turmoil. It isn't, it isn't comfy in any way. It's not comfortable uh, wherever you are. So now, in the process, so God, here we are looking. Now, so having said that, and they needed to believe Jeremiah, they did not believe Jeremiah. So, so, God, what shall we do? Here we are. Now, God, we want to look to you with all our heart. So, God, we're going to go, and if you would, over to the Gospel of John and a chapter 1. The Gospel of John and chapter 1. And as you keep looking at all these over and over, it'll just you won't even have to it'll just be in your head. (laughs) head. So John chapter one, remember John is about the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is, as we shared on six o'clock, the spirit of prophecy. All it's all about him. All about God telling you what He's going to do and how He's going to do it, etc. Now, so when we come to chapter 1 of John, going to verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. And what about Him? He is full of grace, full, full, nothing lacking. He is full of grace and He's full of truth, full of grace and full of truth. Sliding down to verse seventeen, for the law was given. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So God, what did you do? You, the Spirit of the Lord Jesus, is the Spirit of prophecy, and and uh, what's He bring? He brings us the truth of God, that we might know the God of truth. Now, how are we going to know the truth of God without God helping us? And how are we going to know about the truth of man by way of the Lord Jesus Christ? you want to know what a person is supposed to be? Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to know what on earth is a human supposed to be? Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the perfect man. He's the man God intended, had it all worked out. There's no question. Going to be like whom? No. Like him, hang on to that. Now, having said that little bit, and keeping that in mind, over if you would please. Oh, for time's sake, over to John chapter eight. In the Gospel of John and chapter eight. And we can pick up the sequence in the light of this. John chapter eight, verse 30. Remember the word truth, the word truth, reality, veracity, truthfulness, realness. It's real. Remember we shared it with a pencil a hundred times over the years. The lead that's sticking out in the end is is it's sincere. That means it's the same all the way through. If so the lead sticking out here is real. What do you mean? That this that you can see is in all of the pencil all the way to the end. So that you can see this, follow it, it's all the same. Jesus Christ is truth. All the way through, all the way through him. To what? To find the God of truth. Truth. He's truth. He's real. Not a little make-believe outside and there's nothing inside. No, it's real. He's the truth now. And therefore, in verse 30, and as he spake the Lord Jesus, 8.30, John 8.30, as he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue, if and, and you may and may not, if you continue, abide, the word abide, think of Sunday, if you abide in my word, Then are you my disciples indeed. You see the word indeed? That's an adverb of the word truth, truth, truth. His noun, adverb, truth, 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 truly, truly. You are truly real, my, my disciples. Verse 31, verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, there's your word, and the truth shall make you free. Wow. To be able to be free, to be able to be real. To, not to have license, but to have liberty, an awesome freedom to, to know reality, to live in the light. Turn the lights out, you're in the dark. If you're in the dark, and you're going to talk about the colored shirts of people, clothes, how do you talk about the colored clothes of people in the dark? Couldn't we talk, though? Couldn't we say it? Red, green, yellow, blue. Couldn't we do that? We could all do that. We could have great philosophical conversations and intellectual, academic, all of it. In the dark. In the light, you can't do that. In the light, you can't. The light sets you free. It gives you life. It gives you sight. It gives you understanding. So now, the truth will make you free. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is the truth, now, hang on. And therefore, since he's the truth, over to verse 40. Ch- chapter, well, yeah, chapter, verse 40. But now, the Lord Jesus speaking to the Jews, remember, verse 40, and now you seek to kill me. Remember, what, were they, what did they want to do to Jeremiah? They wanted to kill him. <laughs> Who wants to hear the truth? So that's, anyway. And now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the, what, truth. I told you the truth. And you want to kill me. What do you want to do with Jeremiah? Take that yoke off his neck and don't you believe him. Hmm. Okay. And verse 40. And you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God, And this did not Abraham, like like I did. You do the deeds of your father the devil, verse 41. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication, we have one father, even God. Verse 42, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would have loved me, for I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Verse 43. Why will you do not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. My word is true. I am the word. I am the word become flesh. Verse 40, 45. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Verse 46. Which of you convinceth me of sin? If I tell, If I say the truth... Why do you not believe me? I tell you the truth, and you don't want to believe me. You don't want to do that. Why don't you want to do that? Chapter 8 and verse 44. You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. He isn't interested in the truth. He's interested. He loves darkness. He isn't interested in the truth. When he spake... When he speaketh a lie, like, the false, like, like uh, Hananiah and that, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So here's Jeremiah. Uh, here's here's uh, the Lord Jesus talking about, uh, I should say, uh, the, the Jews, and they didn't want to hear the truth, and they were the leaders, and uh, they wanted to listen to a lie, well, where do lies come from? Where does all this falseness come from? Well, who's the leader? Who's the head of the nations? The Lord, the devil himself is. So now, having said that, they, they don't want to love the truth, and they don't want to know the truth. And, uh, and Jesus said, I am the truth. So now here comes back to Jeremiah again, just in thought. Hananiah is saying, you don't have to believe Jeremiah. Now God makes it extremely clear, repeatedly. Yoke, and then He has illustrates the message with that real yoke on top of uh, Jeremiah, etc. And He lets all that happen, and and uh, people just and God said, "Listen, I'm going to illustrate for you. I could take all of the prophets out, but I'm only going to take one of them that just did that, so that everyone, priest, prophet, and people." Pay attention. When Jeremiah says something, you best heed it. Babylon is coming, Nebuchadnezzar is coming in in five more years, and you are going to be in trouble. So I suggest you pay attention. It's serious. It is serious. Wow. Now, so here we are, John chapter 8, and the Lord Jesus Christ says most clearly uh, that he, uh, he is the truth. He tells the truth about God, and he shows the truth about man, perfect man. So here he is going, and Jeremiah's doing all that. Uh, and I should say uh, the Lord Jesus is doing all that. Now, having said that a little bit, over to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew in chapter 17. And our Lord Jesus Christ telling the truth. Showing the truth, illustrating the truth. If you've seen me, you've what? You've seen the Father. You want to see the Father? See me. He's the truth. He's real. The pencil all the way through. Jesus on the outside. Follow it through. You're going to find God. Truth. Real reality. Chapter 17 the Lord Jesus Christ, the Mount of Transfiguration up there in the top, with Peter, James, and John. And you recall, uh, if I can, uh, in verse 5, the Peter, James, and John are up there with him. And while he yet spake, 17 and 5 of Matthew, while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now, what are we supposed to do? Hear him. He's the word become flesh. I'm going to say something to you by my son. Are you going to hear him or aren't you? Question. And they did, Jews, in Jesus' day, they didn't want to hear him. And they don't want to hear him today as a nation yet. Now, therefore, therefore God, message for us, his, his Moses and Elijah, remember, are up there in the light of the context. And God takes them. Peter and James and John would like to have all of it in a big hunk. A big Moses and Elijah and the Lord and little teepees, a tents up there, and have a wonderful time with everything that they think they understand and know. And God, you've singled it out. If I get tied up in the wrong aspect of something, I'm going to lose it. The whole, we share these all, you know, the the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation are all about God. They're all about the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word become flesh. When you lose God in Christ in the scriptures, you're on the wrong page. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And people read, I'm going to read this and read that, and this one said that, and Hananiah said this. Okay. Now, chapter 17, verse 8. 17 and 8. And when they had lifted up their eyes, remember God did what? He took away Moses and Elijah. And and uh, verse 8. And they saw no man save except what? Jesus only. That's all. You know, and without time, without even taking in Hebrews chapter 1, uh, 1, 2, and 3 in there. And God has spoken in these last days. How? By way of His Son. And then verse 3. Big, big, little, big, little, big square, little square. God said, I have expressed Myself. Like John 1, 14, the Word became flesh. Hebrews 1, 3, God, Jesus Christ, wonderfully reflects God, this wonderful person. The pencil illustrates God's person. Now, having said that, and keeping that in mind, if you would, over, if you would, please, in the light of that, uh, over, oh, for time's sake, over to Revelation. Revelation again, if I can. Now remember, now are you going to hear, I hear and heed, etc. And in the process, they they aren't going to hear Jeremiah. They're going to listen to Hananiah. Hananiah is not going to tell them the truth. And here we are now, God. Here we are looking. And what do we know? Chapter 22, verse 18. We didn't think of what we did in 6 o'clock on prophecy. And here's chapter 22 and verse 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecies of this book, prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of the prophets, of the book of this prophet, see, this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Now, I'm not going to just think of 6 o'clock if you were there, prophecy, and we did all that. God said, I'm not going to say any more. I'm not going to say any more. Another Hananiah, no, no more, no more. Another Jeremiah, no, nope. no, nope. not going to say any more. I've said what I'm going to say. Now I'm standing back. What are you going to do with history, biblical history, prophecy? All of it has taken place. All of it has been, no matter what, the Hananiah could say what it wants. But you know what? Nebuchadnezzar's going to what? level of the city. Right. <laughs> like. And Babylon, 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 Babylon's gonna bring it all back. No. Revelation 17. It, the tribulation's not going to be think of the six o'clock uh, Amil, Amil, amilaniism and all that stuff. And in the process, God's gonna bring back, God's gonna, God's gonna do all this. And uh and uh uh, take care of it, and uh, God, a uh, God. Then there's no tribulation. And God said, "Listen, uh, you can't read the New Testament. Do you understand the last days are coming, deceived and being deceived? And there's going to be no Babylon, no, no, no tribulation." And God said, "Listen, I told you there's going to be tribulation." But people don't want to believe this tribulation. They don't want to believe Babylon. Revelation 17. Where's tribulation? Where does it take you? What city? What city does all the tribulation lead you to? Babylon. Hananiah? Babylon will not. God said, Yes, it will. And you better yield to Nebuchadnezzar. We say, God, you're not going to say any more. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No more. No more. No, no, there's no Babylon. There's no tribulation. There's no kingdom. Uh, think of all the other, everything out here in our thoughts. What do we have to people work with? What do they understand about their future and where things are going? Actually, actually what are you counting on for your future? For sure. See, ask yourself that. What can I count on for sure? What am I counting on? Job, homework, school, etc. Now, so God, what are we saying? God said, I told you what was going to happen. Now you're going to believe me or you're not. I'm not going to say it again. I'm not going to say any anymore. And here we are. And we're, going to, we're traveling. And Peter, what did you say way back then? What did you say the people are going to say in our day, their day? Where is the promise of his what where is the promise of his coming therefore, therefore chapter twenty two verse seven behold twenty two seven behold, I come present present tense, present middle, I myself am coming what Quickly. Got that part? <laughs> Remember, we did all that because time. You don't want to get caught up in time because you're timeless. When you receive the life of God, you have a timeless. There's no more clock in here. Only for your physical body. Chapter verse, chapter 22, verse 20 again. You're going to close with it. I am. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come Quickly, I am coming quickly. <laughs> That's what I was say. Now and Hananiah what'd you say? In two years he's coming quickly. <laughs> what did you say before that? Shortly it'll all come back <laughs> which is all untrue. But God what did you tell us? Not not, not Hananiah and not the prophets. What did you tell us? I'm coming quickly. And in closing, well, you know, you know. Oh, do there though? Do do that, Uh, John. Do it. It's great, because our Lord said it. Remember in the upper room. You already know it, John, chapter fourteen. Just connect it together in your mind. What did you say, God? They're all troubled about prison and everything falling apart. Hmm. And God, what did you say? Chapter 14, and in verse 2. And don't let your heart be troubled, verse 1. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, abiding places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I won't bother telling you something for nothing. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, what for? To receive you unto myself. Why? That you may be where I am. There you may be also where I am. That's what I want. I'm coming quickly. What did you say before you went out to the cross? I told you guys, you're going to have to understand I'm coming quickly. And that's how you're going to live. No, no, no. Yes. But no one says that. We don't believe that we got all kinds of stuff. I don't believe that. So God, what's the message from Jeremiah 28? Pay attention. Pay attention. All the false stuff will fail and fall. All prophecy, all prediction, all philosophy, all religion is all going to yield to the Antichrist, to Babylon. Now I warn you, it's not gonna go away, it's not gonna disappear. You're gonna live here and abide, believe, rest in me, represent me like Jeremiah, because it's going to happen. And in the meantime, just think of the little light we had up here a little bit ago. That's what you're gonna be. I meant what I said? They can, they can break every yoke they want from anyone. They can throw the Bible in the sewer. They can do whatever they want. Rip it apart, change it, write a book about it. It not matter. I meant what I said. I meant what I said. I'm going to do what I said. Understand what I said. I'm coming quickly. Now, you can't go wrong in that. Now, God, who said it? I don't, you, you, you. And if you know, the Lord Jesus Christ is God. He's wonderfully God. God. And proven. How so? I told you, and I'm going I'm to give you the man, is the man that I intended you to be. And I want you to know you're going to crucify him without any question. And you're going to bury him. But know this. Know this. I'm going to take him out of the tomb. And that's going to, I'm going to tell you, that is the one. There's no other way for me to verify, to vindicate, to help you understand. I'm God. And that tomb's empty. And he's alive. Now, I don't know. I've shared that with you a thousand times over the years. I don't know any other person in all of reading, and all of whatever you want to do. There's no competition with any human being that I could ever dream of like him. And therefore, I'd be absolutely stupid if I don't believe him. What do you think? No? I'm coming quickly. That's what I'm doing. What for? I want you to be where I am. Wow.